0: And for more, we join joined on the line now by market analyst Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning.
1: Hello. Last time of the morning to you, Sakina, and to the rest of the listeners. You know what? I, I don't know what what uh, Federer has to do. I really felt like crying after that game because he did everything, Sakina, everything. <laughs> you, you,
0: of, you, you you must be very uh, sad. Federer, uh, Pirates, uh, someone said Pirates boycotting Zamalek this morning. Okay, let's not then. Let's look at what the stocks are doing. The Asian stocks, as you have advanced, and it's led by gains in Hong Kong, and this after China published plans to reform its state-run companies. And also, as we remember, it's battling to meet economic growth targets at this point, Clive. Absolutely,
1: Shakina. It's been an interesting one. I think most people were expecting... Uh, to see a different stance from the Japanese markets, because simply it's been a very tough uh, year for them, uh, for Shinzo Abe. But he's done some very positive things. And this morning, early hours on, some data came out in actual fact uh, for example, from the, uh, the industrial side of, uh, of of the Chinese uh, uh, market in the export numbers, uh, this is the, the, the threshold that they hold within uh, exports and and imports. And, import. and that, that looks positive. And I thought maybe that might change sentiment. But it didn't. But the important thing is that, obviously, the rest of the Asian markets did relatively well. Um, uh, you look at the MSCI Asia-Pacific, it's up right now by zero point one two one percent And also, if you look at... Uh, some of the surrounding Asian market as well, um, uh, Indonesia also in the positive as well, very nice Jakarta also up in the positive as well. So that sort of helps stimulate some positivity uh, early on in the hours. and I'm, I'm hoping that that stimulates, uh, or that positive vibe will continue on to the JSE later on this, uh, this morning.
0: Mm. And uh, just looking at what's going on in Singapore for a moment there, Clive. Uh, the ruling party, and they, of course, are just fresh off a parliamentary uh, win. Now, they will need to guard against complacency as uh, they head into a sixth decade of leadership there.
1: Okay, now you know what the name of the party is.
0: What is it, Clive? Fuck. If they were
1: here, they would be <laughs> eaten alive. <laughs> 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 anyway, this, 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 this party has done well. You know what? What was interesting was to hear the leader speak about advancing uh, Singapore's uh, economy, which he has done absolutely amazingly over the last decade, and he has continued to work hard. The opposition, Sakina, could not help any speak at all. They came out, out of the 89 seats available, they got 81, and over and above that, they had 70% of the votes on their side. It means that the, uh, the the people of Singapore believe strongly Uh, that this party can actually continue to do well. What posed a concern was the fact that uh, they talk about uh, them not taking things seriously anymore because they think they've done enough for the economy. So they started relaxing and there was a bit of uh, 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 um, uh, inconsistency in terms of their approach to politics, their implementation to, 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 to their policies. And so this has somehow sparked a revived sort of feeling that they could actually continue. This this particular party, uh, since been in power, has helped uh, Singapore reach 6.7% average growth year on year, which is quite phenomenal for a a country that actually has very little resources at all. And so they've they've been brought back into power and they're promising to do uh, the same again and to solidify the uh, Singapore uh, economy.
0: Well, we'll keep an eye on that. And um, then just looking at, uh, you know, something, uh, Baidu Lai says that investors don't get China's coming Internet boom, uh, which could also influence emerging markets in South Africa. So so, so what is it that investors are not getting here, Clive?
1: They're not getting the numbers. You see, um, at the moment, um, out of the billion people that live in China, only about 350 million have full access to internet and can utilize it. And that's the reason why companies like Baidu, like Alibaba, have done well uh, in that particular space. Can you imagine if they can uh, extend the spread and they can actually get half a billion people to be utilizing internet? Can you imagine then if they go and these companies start placing themselves in the emerging markets such as South Africa, India and the like? There's a, there's a growing concern or a competitive edge that's, that's coming along Um, They they are now called the G4, and uh, uh, they're talking about the United States, obviously. And then the other three are India, uh, China, uh, and uh, Japan. Now, all those are in Asian uh, (laughs) markets, and together they hold almost (laughs) half of the world's population, which is quite scary, (laughs) to be honest with you. So what they're saying is if these people can penetrate those markets alone, they'll beat the likes of the Apple if they do it strategically well. And the reason why, as I mentioned it as well, because, you know, last week we saw the results come out of South African internet users that have increased. But what is phenomenal by the way is that still today in South Africa, Facebook is still number one most used social media mm-hmm. platform and it is followed by YouTube. I don't know where people get data from because it's so expensive, but they use YouTube and they upload videos <laughs> and then Twitter comes in. And so, so very, very interesting time so for space that is available there for people to penetrate in the social media space.